0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews. You can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to nine eight nine eight nine eight to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Friday. We have survived yet another hellscape dystopian week in Biden's America, so congratulations. Enjoy the weekend because you have earned it. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget to check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore, and on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. Also by email, I am at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. I know as we've started the year, we haven't really gotten to your emails because. Well, we've just had like a wall, like a tsunami of stuff coming at us. But I promise you, we are going to get back to your emails. So keep them coming. All right, next week, we've got a big week of shows coming up next week. um, We're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But I do want to focus on Davos. The globalist predators are going to be descending on Davos. Their meeting starts on tuesday this is the world economic forum and if you did not get invited this year i know really it's so it's so bad right when you don't get an invite to the globalist jamboree well we're going to cover this next week because i was actually at one davos when i was at the treasury department We at Treasury led the U.S. delegation, as Treasury does, each Davos World Economic Forum meeting. Um, And so my experience there in January of 2020, before the world shut down, was an incredible experience. In retrospect, mind-blowing, because all of those globalist predators knew exactly what was coming in shutting down the world, and we had no idea we were like, doo, doo doo woohoo! Isn't this pretty? This whisking village?" Um, they all knew what was coming down the pike, and they knew the reason for it. And no, it was not a virus. So we're going to talk about all of that next week as they all descend on Davos. We're going to take it all apart tell you what it really means, and tell you what they are all doing and what they are plotting next. So you're not going to want to miss one day of the Monica Crowley podcast, no matter when we're doing it, but certainly next week, you're going to want to tune in, okay? Um, Also next week, we are going to bring you Dr. Peter McCullough one of the top cardiologists in the nation who has been very outspoken on the cardiac-related events and other adverse reactions to the mRNA shots. He has been suspended, silenced, crucified. His medical peers have gone after him. It has been a hellscape for him, like it has been for every doctor that we have had on the show who dared to speak the truth about the virus and these so-called vaccines from the very beginning. Dr. Peter McCullough is going to be here one day next week. It is going to be the Crowley McCullough interview. You are not going to want to miss it. Okay, I promise you it's going to be a blockbuster. Today, we're going to cover what's really going on with the Biden classified documents scandal and something that the House Republicans just did to expose the dark money trail of the Biden crime family. It involves my old employer, the Treasury Department. I'm going to tell you what it is. Plus, we're going to get with the great Tyler Bauer of Turning Point Action. He is one of the RNC National Committee members who is going to vote for RNC chair in two weeks. And he's from Arizona, so he's going to give us an update on the rigged Arizona election, where we are on that, and what we can learn from what the Democrats did to rig that election as we prepare now for 2024. Because make no mistake, the Democrats are already so far ahead of us in terms of the creative, innovative ways they're going to rig and steal the 24 election. So, while we're out here talking about Trump versus DeSantis, and gosh golly, which one are we gonna nominate and which one is gonna win and how are we gonna do it? The other side is out there in very sophisticated ways already rigging it so neither one or any Republican can win. Okay? So, we've got to deal in reality on that, and we're gonna talk to Tyler Bauer about all of this. It's all coming up straight ahead. But first, The Monica Memo. Everything might suck, but at least our nation's secrets are safe in Biden's glove compartment. The deep state, meaning President Obama, Michelle Obama, the entire team Obama, via Susan Rice in the White House, has now decided that old Joe has outlived his usefulness and must go. I was the very first person, I think, as far as I know, to tell you months ago that this was going to happen. If you listen to the Monica Crowley podcast, you are so far ahead of everybody else because I know how these people think. I have been watching them and learning their shenanigans, the way they think, their agenda, for a long time now. So I know exactly how they move. I know exactly how they think, how they time things out. So uh, thank goodness you're listening to this program because you're always way ahead of everybody else. That's why you should be telling all of your friends and all of your family, everybody you come across, your colleagues, everybody should be listening to this show. If you want to know what's coming down the pike, I'm going to tell you. And I told you this months ago. Now, the deep state and Team Obama, and they're one and the same, they have now pulled the trigger on the operation against Joe Biden. The propaganda press is also now turning on him. So they've clearly gotten the marching orders to attack. Bye-bye, Joe. I would just recommend that you um, grab some popcorn and your beverage of choice. And you enjoy watching the Democrats sabotage Joe Biden. This is going to be really fun to see what other revelations they turn up over the next couple of months. This is going to get very ugly. Joe Biden is a man without a party. He's always been a hack and a tool. But he was a useful idiot to the regime in 2020. They were rigging that election. They had this senile, demented old man that they could control very easily, run it out of the basement because of COVID, get him elected, totally control him. I mean, the man was never with any principles. This was not a principled uh, leader in any way, not in the Senate, not in the vice presidency, which is why Obama chose him in the first place. He's always been a hack and a jerk and very easily controllable, because he's easily bribable. So this is why the regime put him in in the first place, okay? So now things are going to get really ugly because the party never dug him the way they dug Obama. Obama and Michelle and the entire team are controlling all of this, and they have from the beginning. I also told you, as one of the very first people out there saying this, that this, what we're living through right now, is Obama's third term. And they're teeing it up for a fourth term. So enjoy what's going to happen here because he is a man without a party and without any constituency within his own party. The last time something like this happened to this extent was my old boss, President Nixon. Again, I worked with him during the last years of his life, not when he was president, not alive then, or at least when he was elected, um... The last time this happened, where a party turned on their own president, was Richard Nixon. During Watergate, they clung to him for a while until they couldn't anymore. And that was also a deep state operation against uh, Richard Nixon. But it was Barry Goldwater and a group of Republican senators who went to Nixon at the White House and said, your time has now expired. We can no longer defend you. We're sorry, but it's game over. And that's when Nixon knew he had to resign. So keep a very close eye on the Democrats in Congress. The press has already started to turn because they've clearly gotten their marching orders. Watch the Democrats in Congress. A lot of them are still defending Joe like, oh, what Trump did is so much worse. Nonsense. What Biden did is so much worse. We're going to get into that here in a second. But watch the Democrats in Congress when you start to see them starting to question it. They're going to start softly like, well, you know, let's let this investigation of the special counsel roll. Let's let it roll. Let's see what it comes out." They will very softly start to turn. And then the moment they all begin to turn, that's when, you know, Biden is done. When his congressional support collapses like it did for Richard Nixon on his own side, that is game over. Another thing to watch here, Biden versus Harris. Those two camps hate each other. Biden and Harris hate each other, okay? So watch those two camps because if you think it's acrimonious now, just wait. Just wait. It's going to ramp up. They're going to start leaking on each other. You know, Democrat White Houses are generally pretty good at not leaking. And even if they do, they've got their wingmen in the press who get the story and then don't report it. They just bury it to protect them. Republican White Houses constantly, and Trump's White House too, was a sieve. The Biden White House has been pretty good about not leaking, and the press has been pretty good about defending and protecting them. But now watch. When you start to see more leaks coming out of this White House about how senile he is, he doesn't know what room he's in, he doesn't know what planet he's on, that's when you know things are cooking. Watch. And the infighting between Biden and Harris, the Harris team is going to be leaking on Biden nonstop. Just watch. So what is this pretext to remove him? I told you months ago they were going to find a pretext, and now they have one. The mishandling of classified documents. Not sure I saw that one coming, but the deep state, like God, apparently has a sense of humor. After what the deep state has done and continues to do to Donald Trump over the same issue. And what I said is uh, it's true. Actually, what Biden has done is worse. It's worse. So you've got the Attorney General Merrick Garland, the most radical deep state attorney general we have ever had, and therefore the most dangerous one we've ever had, Uh, yesterday named a special counsel to look into this. And man, did he move fast or what? Usually the appointments of special counsels, you know, they usually, they take some time. There has to be some political pressure building, not in this case, your head spun around at how fast Garland moved to appoint this special counsel. He appointed a guy named Robert Herr, a former U S attorney during the Trump administration as special counsel to examine why these classified documents were found at Biden's home and his office, actually three locations. Now here is Merrick Garland making the announcement. Earlier today, I I signed an order appointing Robert Herr a special counsel for the matter I just described. The document authorizes him to investigate whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with this matter. The special counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day supervision of any official of the department, but he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and policies of the department. Huh. Interesting, right? Turns out this guy Herr... Was a right hand to uh, Christopher Ray, our FBI director, who, by the way, you know where he's going to be next week? Davos, the World Economic Forum. What is our FBI doing with the globalist predators? Good question. We're going to deal with that next week. But this guy her was a right hand to Ray for a long time. But also, you know, he did serve in the Trump administration, and get this, he went after Democrats in the state of Maryland. He went after Democrats in the state of Maryland and nailed them on corruption charges. You don't think that he was selected to go after Joe Biden? Come on, man. They moved so fast to appoint this guy. Again, your head is spinning, Right. Well, where were these documents? Apparently, the glove compartment of Joe Biden's Corvette. Listen to Biden yesterday when asked about this.
1: Classified material next
0: to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me. Uh, the, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people. And by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. Uh, just in the garage, hanging out with his beloved Corvette. What's next? Classified material in the drawer with his tidy whiteies? Biden is out here saying, oh, don't worry about it. No worries. It was in a locked garage with my beloved Corvette. You know who had a key to that garage? Hunter. Hunter Biden. His crack-addled, prostitute-loving, blackmailable son, Hunter, had a key to that garage and access to those classified documents. Who else had access to those classified documents? We don't know. And one of the reasons why we don't know is because the Biden White House will not release the visitor log for the people up in Delaware at the Wilmington House where these classified documents were found. Also, a couple of other locations, his office, the Penn Biden Center, which we're going to get to here in a second, all over the place. God knows how many other classified documents are floating around at God knows how many other locations. But Hunter had a key. Old crackhead over there had easy access to this. And you know what kind of clients Hunter has, right? The Chinese, the Ukrainians, God knows who else. And because we don't have the visitor logs for Wilmington or the Rehoboth Beach mansion, the uh, summer home, we don't know who was there all weekend. Joe Biden has spent 40% of his time as president at these other locations, and we have no idea who's coming in and out. Are doctors coming in and out, shooting him up with God knows what to keep him propelled through the week? Are the Chinese uh, traipsing through? Are the Ukrainians, did Zelensky traipse through? We don't know. We don't know. And again, I tell you, in the Trump White House and, and every other agency, I can speak to Treasury and Secretary Mnuchin, every single phone call, of, uh, of public import was there on the public schedule. Every person who was coming in on official business, in and out, boom, on the public uh, calendar, on the public schedule, released. But Biden disappears for 40% of his time as president, and nobody knows who he's talking to, who he's seeing, what's going on, who's coming in and out of the garage and the glove compartment, nobody knows. The new House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has announced yesterday that he is opening a probe into the Penn-Biden Center. This is Biden's think tank. And again, Joe Biden has never had an original thought. And again, Joe Biden has never had an original thought in his life, so the idea he's got a think tank is laugh-out-loud funny. But it was based out of the University of Pennsylvania, Ivy League School, right in Philadelphia, and they called it the Penn-Biden Center. Well, Comer has now announced yesterday that he is opening an investigation into the Penn-Biden Center and the massive infusion of money into there from China. China is the root of all of this, or at least much of it. All roads for the Biden crime family go through Beijing and Kiev. And apparently through the University of Pennsylvania as well, because this Penn-Biden Center was a money laundering operation for all of them, for the Biden crime family, for the University of Pennsylvania. So now uh, Congressman and Chairman Comer is going to open an investigation. Good, good, because there is so much dark money coming from our worst adversaries like China. And, and other gangster regimes like Saudi Arabia pouring tons of money into our universities to influence how our kids are being taught, being taught to hate America, being taught to embrace these nefarious regimes around the world, and do their propaganda purposes once they graduate. That's what's going on in our university system. We're all focused on critical race theory and all this other nonsense and propaganda and communism being taught to our kids, and all of that's true, but guess where the funding for all of that is coming from? The CCP. And places like Saudi Arabia who want to see us weaker anyway. It's all coming from the same place. So good on Comer for opening the investigation. And I have to tell you, every other Ivy League university and others, most universities in America are taking this kind of dirty money. They all have to be crapping themselves right now because this is going to open a massive can of worms for them. They're going to have to identify CCP money coming in and other kind of dark money coming into these universities. I'm telling you, the pressure is going to build, only though if we make sure that the pressure remains so. But good on Comer for at least starting the ball rolling by taking a look at the Penn-Biden Center and the University of Pennsylvania writ large. Guess what? Joe Biden and his White House met with the president of Penn multiple times. And something else, after these tens of millions of dollars from the CCP start pouring into the University of Pennsylvania... Well, then the University of Pennsylvania starts a lobbying effort to stop the China Initiative, which began under President Trump, to investigate Chinese spying through the university system in in America. Penn lobbied the Biden administration. Biden administration turns around and ends the China Initiative, which, again, is to identify, investigate uh, Chinese spying Through our university system. So you see how the corrupt wheel turns, the money comes in, the influence is had, the influence and access are had, and then, boom, policy is changed to support, defend, and protect the CCP while advancing the CCP and communist interests. That's how it works. Is it unbelievable? It's unbelievable. And we've got a president now who is completely compromised. I've said this so many times to you guys, it remains true. And here, here's another concrete piece of evidence that our president is in fact compromised in in so many directions, not just with the CCP, but with Ukraine as well. All right, let's hit a quick break. When we come back, I want to tease this out a little bit further and talk to you about how the Treasury Department is now involved in this. Janet Yellen stonewalling, but we'll see how much more of that she can do. All right, so very important part of this story coming up right after the break. Also, we're going to talk to Tyler Bauer. He is an RNC national committeeman out of Arizona. We're going to talk to him about the RNC race and also what's going on in Arizona and what it means for 2024 for the rest of us going forward. Sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double, and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, welcome back. You know what? I'm still waiting for the FBI raid on Dr. Jill's Closet. The FBI went through Mar-a-Lago tooth and comb, including through Melania Trump's lingerie drawer. I guess they were looking for the nuclear codes in her bras. But I'm still waiting for the FBI raid on Dr. Jill's closet. I mean, maybe some of these documents were held in her bra drawer. Who knows? It's unbelievable what's happening here. But as I said, this is a deep state operation now to remove Joe Biden from the presidency. This has been going on. Joe Biden had these documents for six years since he left the vice presidency. The vice president does not have the unilateral authority to declassify anything or to abscond with classified documents. unlike the president of the United States, who does have that authority. So Donald Trump perfectly had it within his rights to have these documents. He was talking to uh, the National Archives, also run by communists, about you know negotiating and talking about the documents and getting some back into the system or whatever. He was doing a negotiation, and he had his boxer drawer uh, rummaged through through an FBI raid as well. We have not seen that with the Bidens, at least not yet. But Biden had no authority whatsoever to take these documents and keep them in an unsecured location. At least Mar-a-Lago is a secured location because of the Secret Service presence. Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware house and his garage wide open. There was a video yesterday all over social media of Biden showing off his Corvette. And in the background, you could see these cardboard boxes like thrown Harry Carey all over his garage. The garage that Hunter Biden was apparently all over and God knows who else. These documents involve China, Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom. And as I mentioned on Wednesday's show, the UK documents, probably really important. We're all focused on China, Ukraine, Iran for obvious reasons. But the UK documents could be very interesting because as I mentioned on Wednesday, the UK was the center of the Russia hoax, Stefan Halper, all the operatives that were working against Trump, planting um, all kinds of lies about him being a Russian asset, really getting the conspiracy against Trump going. George Papadopoulos, remember that whole conversation that got him into trouble? It was all fake. It was all a setup, but it was set up in London through the British security services. So maybe those UK documents have something to do with that as well, which would obviously be of a lot of interest for Joe Biden to keep those documents away from prying eyes, right? Because Joe Biden, along with Barack Obama, hip deep in all of this. So this is a deep state operation to remove probably the two of them, both Biden and Trump, from the 2024 race. You prosecute both of them to remove them both, from the race right knock out two birds with one stone you prosecute one you got to prosecute the other now neither are eligible or capable of running for president because they're so tied up in this case could very well be now there's something else going on here which is really important I want to call your attention to it Janet Yellen succeeded my boss, uh, Stephen Mnuchin, as Treasury Secretary when Biden came in. Janet Yellen has a terrible economic record as Treasury Secretary. If this had been Mnuchin or any other Republican administration, that Treasury Secretary would be gone if they had this kind of horrible economic record that Janet Yellen has. But Janet Yellen has proven herself to be loyal to Biden and a great warrior for cover-ups. So that is why she remains in place. Jenny Ilan has said she's not going anywhere. The Biden White House has not indicated that they are going to move against her. So she is in there for the foreseeable future. However, she now has a big problem on her hands. It's going to be interesting to see how she handles this. Suspicious activity reports. What are they? Well, when U.S. banks see... A suspicious financial transaction they are required by law to flag it for the Treasury Department and we saw this all the time at Treasury where all kinds of SARS reports came in from US banks and in fact toward the tail end of my tenure at Treasury there were some indications of uh, SARS reports surrounding Jeffrey Epstein and how he was moving money around the world So this brings us to Joe and Hunter. More than 150 international business transactions by Joe and Hunter Biden generated suspicious activity reports from U.S. banks for review by the Treasury Department to determine whether illegal activity and or threats to national security existed. Now let me tell you, one SARS report coming from one U.S. bank is bad because it, 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 there may not be anything to it, but if your activity is being flagged by a bank and that report is going to Treasury, that is not a good thing for you. The Biden crime family had over 150 international business transactions flagged by banks to the Treasury Department. Over 150. Guys, this is like unheard of unless you are an international criminal. The Republicans in Congress over the last two years have requested these SARS reports. And throughout history, okay, anytime members of Congress request from Treasury these reports, that information has been provided, but not through Yellen's Treasury Department for two years now. Yellen has done a great job at stonewalling these requests. Now, though, the Republicans have the majority in the House, and therefore they have subpoena power to compel the release of this information. Okay, So they have now started this process to compel Treasury to disclose this information. The Biden crime family has long sold access and influence around the world for big money including to some of our worst adversaries for their own profit, often at the expense of our nation's security. Yes, China. Yes, Ukraine. God knows where else. Okay? Hunter was everywhere. We have a right to know what money went to the Biden crime family from which foreign nations and foreign interests in exchange for what, What was promised? What was the quid pro quo? We have a right to know. We also have a right to know if it's affecting our national security and influencing Biden's decision-making. Is Joe Biden representing America's interests as president and commander-in-chief or his own? We deserve answers on this, okay? And this might all be part of a piece part of the deep state operation to get rid of Joe Biden. We don't know that yet. But if the deep state is moving on him on the classified documents, and then the Republicans are moving on the crime family, and they're, they're all going to put it together because, again, what do we always say on the show? It's all of a piece. It's all working hand in glove. So all of the corrupt CCP money coming into Biden laundered through the Biden Penn center, at the University of Pennsylvania all of this money coming in from Ukraine etc all of these things being flagged by banks to the treasury department we're gonna, I think, relatively soon, we're gonna start hearing the truth about the depth of the corruption of this family and how deeply compromised they are. Guys, you cannot have a president of the United States who is also the commander in chief of the U.S. Armed Forces, who has the unilateral authority to wage war and peace, absent Congress, at least for a period of time. You cannot have that person deeply compromised by our worst enemies and yet here we are i'm actually surprised that we haven't been hit on the homeland i'm actually surprised that our enemies have not advanced even more than they already have putin moved we'll see china looks like it's preparing for war against taiwan and we've got an american president who uh, is is being held by his stones by our worst enemies Maybe not for much longer if the deep state has its way. Next week, we're going to get more into this, and we're also going to talk about, you know, where we are with these dueling special counsels and who the Democrats are thinking about teeing up. It ain't Harris, that's for sure. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk to Tyler Bauer about the RNC chair race and about what is going on in Arizona and what it means for 2024 going forward. But first, guys, listen up because I want to take a moment to welcome a new sponsor, Nutrafol. Ladies, we all want to look and feel our best, right? And our hair is such an important part of that. Our hair is our crown glory, right? But did you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair? If you're among them, please know that you are not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol is a simple addition to your daily routine. Just four pills a day, and you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, and faster-growing hair in just three to six months. As Nutrafol's powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, you may also notice improvements to your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and better skin and nails. And when you subscribe, you'll receive automatic monthly deliveries, so you'll never miss a dose. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code MONICA to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Nutrafol.com promo code Monica. We'll be right back. I am so happy to welcome to the show Tyler Bauer. Tyler is the chief operating officer for Turning Point USA, Turning Point Action. These are extraordinary groups. I remember when Charlie Kirk was first beginning these groups And I knew immediately that it was going to turn into a behemoth. And they really are. These organizations do extraordinary work, especially on college campuses, especially in outreach to younger people. Um, Just incredible, incredible work and really necessary and important work to reach those future generations who one day are going to control this country. And we know that the left has been actively indoctrinating and recruiting younger people for decades now. So Turning Point USA and Turning Point Action, these are groups that are doing the heavy lift of trying to counter what the left has now been doing for decades. So they deserve your um, support. Please check them out if you haven't already and offer them whatever support you can. Tyler is also an RNC national committeeman from Arizona, meaning that he is one of the 168 who are going to vote later this month for RNC chair, the next really critical race coming up for the future, not just of the GOP, but for the country. You can find him on social media at Tyler Bauer. That's Tyler, T Y L E R, Bauer B O W Y E R. So go follow him there. Hi, Tyler. Hey, Monica. Thanks so much for having me. Well, of course, it's my pleasure and it's great to have you here. We've got a lot to cover with you today. You are sort of our, our go-to guy on all things RNC and also all things Arizona, which I also want to cover with you. So let's start with a race for RNC chair. As I mentioned, you actually do get a vote on this as an RNC national committeeman. So tell us, who are you supporting and why?
1: Well, you know, it's been an interesting short race here, because obviously the the race for RNC, most people don't realize this, but we elected chair essentially every two years. So there's uh, the RNC is made of 168 members. And those are three members from every state and territory. So that's the National Committee man, the National Committee woman and the state party or territory party chair. And those are your three votes from each state and territory. And and the state party chair usually it's different between each state usually it's two or four years that they serve the national committee members the man and woman from each state, are four-year terms and and so uh so i'm i'm in until 2024 but anyways i kind of like to give that background beforehand because a lot of people are like well who elects the rnc chair and how do they get there well it's those people that elect that person and so that that election is coming up at the end of this month on january 27th in california where we have the race for the national chair. And that right now is, is Rana Romney McDaniel, who's been in there for six years. She's nodded to run again for another two year term, which would be the longest in about a hundred years that we've, we've had a, a national chair, which is a very, very long time. Um, and, and so that, that race is heated up as Harmeet Billen jumped into the race, who is the national committee woman from California. Uh, who a lot of people know her from her her service and as as one of the chief legal minds that we have within the movement. You know everybody kind of knows on the left Mark Elias and and the Perkins Coy gang. Um, we we don't really have as well founded you know litigators on our side and and Har-Meet's really one, one of those brilliant preeminent minds that we have and she happens to also be on the RNC already as as a member of the 168 as the woman that represents California. So, uh, so she's in this, I, I decided that you're, to get, get around to your question here. Uh, you know, I was kind of sitting back when Chairwoman McDaniel had said, you know, I think it was close to two years ago that she wasn't gonna run again after this last term. Uh, nobody was really in the mindset that she was gonna be running again. And so when she started talking about running again and others did, a, a number of members of the RNC, I think were concerned particularly seeing the results of 2022, um, including what happened in the runoff in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And so after the runoff happened, you know, I started having conversations with, with many members. And so that was just, you know, just recently, right. That the runoff happened. So we're, we're talking to them in just the last couple of months here, last number of weeks, you know, really this race has, has started to come together. And I had a good conversations with the three individuals who are in the race, you know, the, the chairwoman, you know, really before the election, my first time actually talking to Rona was yesterday, believe it or not. Um, she hadn't called or anything like that until, until just now. Uh, but I had spoken many times with Harmy Dillon, who asked for my advice and support. And then obviously Mike Lindell, who's in the race as well from Minnesota and uh, made the decision to support Harmeet because I think she has the right gumption and plan. And also being a member of the 168 gives her kind of a, a foot forward here in order to have, you know, again, not just, not just the insight, but also the ability to, to lead the membership. And so that's, that's where I stand right now. I'm supporting Harmeet. I've heard from the grassroots, probably about 99% that they want uh, change, uh, at the RNC level. And so obviously I, I wasn't going to be able to support Rana because the grassroots had told me very, very clearly that to not support Rana. Um, and so it kind of came down to Harmeet or Mike and Harmeet has, has won about 95% of the emails and communication that I've received to date. So that's, you know, I'm a grassroots guy and that's who I'm supporting.
0: Well, first of all, I love the fact that as an RNC, uh, a national committeemen that you actually are responsive to your constituents to the Republican voters, to the Republican base, because we have been through a very long period of time, many decades, where we haven't had that kind of representation. So we really appreciate you and the fact that you, Tyler, are willing to stand up and for Republican voters and the grassroots and what we all want. Um, the second point here is you know, the obvious one, and we saw this with the Senate race with McConnell. We saw it most recently with uh, Kevin McCarthy um, and his race for the speakership, nothing changes if nothing changes. (laughs) So we need heroes to stand up and say there have to be consequences for failure. And we definitely need a change in our leadership. So I know I speak for this audience when, when I say, you know, thank you so much for supporting Harmeet. I think she is pure dynamite. I think she's going to be the leader that we need in order to reform the RNC, and also to win which is really the bottom line we need an rnc leader who understands what time it is in america and the nature of the war that we are in against the democrat communists so the yeah. rnc leader needs to really get it and be on a war footing
1: yeah i mean the marxists that we're up against uh, it's a new it's a new thing right and i kind of tell people that all the time within the party i mean even the democrat party that we fought 10 years ago doesn't look anything like the democrat party today which are just I mean, they're infiltrated completely with people who want to destroy and tear apart the country as their, as their primary goal, right? This isn't like the secondary goal. This is now the primary goal of what they're doing. And, you know, we, we can't allow any of that into our party, which, you know, unfortunately we're seeing some of that in some States. So, I mean, you know, we, we have to have smart people that are running the RNC. We have to have dynamos, like you mentioned. I think I do agree with you. I think meets one of those people and, you know, there's really two big reasons why uh why i support change um you know and in, in talking to the grassroots but also just in in strategy purposes that are really important for people to understand And so happy to get into that a little bit more but wasn't sure if you want to go kind of get into the weeds of that but happy to if we if we want
0: well, let me ask you first, Tyler. What are you hearing from your fellow RNC committee members? I mean, how are they leaning? Do you have any sense of how this race is going to pan out?
1: Well, I'll tell you. I think this is the first time that many of them have had to really connect to the grassroots. For a long right, time. right. <laughs> I mean, sadly, uh, sadly, yeah. I mean, I'm a grassroots guy, so like, I got on to the RNC because the grassroots asked me to run, and I decided to run. So. Um, I like I I wouldn't do this unless the grassroots asked me to and I have no I have no issue with being a one-term anything and I think that that's kind of the Jeffersonian way is that we we should be having people get elected to things that want to go do stuff and get things done and then get out and so that's kind of my the way I look at the RNC too as a representative for the state is I my job is to go defend the state of Arizona and you know, if I'm the only person standing in the room, you know, kind of screaming from the rooftops to defend the state, um, yeah, you know, from the establishment and, and the hacks who really want to, you know, self-deal or whatever. Like, I, I'm going to do that. So, you know, I I just I've seen a lot of these members. Some of them have been around since George H. W. Bush was in office. Um, yeah. So, like, that's scary to me um, that that we've had people just camped out there for decades and you know, again, this may be the first election that they've ever encountered where they've actually had to engage constituents on an issue. And that's also terrifying to me. It's like, we should have a lot more grassroots involvement at the RNC level.
0: Yes, yes. And hopefully we'll be able to make that change uh, come late January with this election. Um, yes. So you don't really have a sense of how this is gonna go. Do you think it's it's still really fluid and people are still trying to make up their minds?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so fluid. I mean, this thing started, you have to know, you have to understand this thing started from the point of, you know, everybody thinking, and, and those of us that've served on kind of community boards and things like that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that very country club-esque feel to the RNC where it's like, nobody wants to really argue with each other. Everybody goes and loves each other. And it's like, Oh no, you be chair. Oh, you be chair. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So- that
0: gets us nowhere.
1: But that gets us nowhere, right? I mean, we're dealing with like billions of dollars here, right? So um, an impact in the future of the country, this might be our last hope uh, to save the country from the plans the Democrats have for us. So, I mean, look, I, I, I think that there, there's a little bit of a shock because it's not typical to have kind of a drag out here. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, but, but, you know, there's probably, um, you know, about half the RNC members you know kind of wish that there was no battle at all right and that you know they're just going to kind of go with the easier route whatever that is it's becoming more transparent that there's not going to be necessarily an easy route because either they're going to have to you know let down friends or let down kind of that country club you know approach or they're going to have to uh, let down their constituents and uh you know, now people are having to make the decision, you know, do I want to face these people afterwards and possibly lose my job? You know, because I think that that's kind of the message that's coming in a nice way from a lot of people like, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, none of us, you know, I'm telling you the grassroots has been vocally clear the best I've seen Rana doing a poll is 6%. Yeah, most of the polls I've seen is 2%, 1%. You know, that's just not what are we going to do if we come out of this thing electing the same thing? Like, no, nobody's going to want to support the RNC. Nobody's going to give money. No one's going to show up and knock doors. Like, we can't ask people to do stuff like that when we don't listen to them.
0: Right. No, that's exactly right. And look, after the, the midterms, which did not play out exactly as we had hoped and wanted to and worked so hard for, you know, a lot of the Republican base is just dispirited. And if we go yep. down the same road with Rhonda McDaniel, who is a, a very nice person, but you know, she's got a track record now of failure. So yep. we've got to make a change. If we wanna re-energize the space and get to back to where we were like in, in 2016 and throughout the Trump presidency, where we were really energized and excited about the changes that we were making in the country. Bringing the country back, we've got to make this change at the top of the RNC. That is a hundred percent true. All right, Tyler, please hang tight. We're going to be right back with you with a lot more, including what is going on in Arizona, what it means for us going forward. But first, guys, listen up. It is the new year, and it's time to make your health great again. After decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and become sluggish. This is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately there's a simple all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities, boost your energy levels, and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. Liver Health Formula is backed by the latest science, and approved by American doctors. And every bottle is manufactured right here in the USA. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try liver health formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega three. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain, with four times better absorption thanks to this special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. So go to getliverhelp.com/monica or call toll-free at eight hundred two eight two. 1757 to claim your risk-free supply of Liver Health Formula and all 5 bonus gifts. That's slash monica or call 800 282 You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk, but supplies are limited, so head on over to slash monica or call toll-free at 800-282- one seven five seven right now to order Liver Health Formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp dot slash monica or call eight hundred two eight two one seven five seven. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Tyler Bauer. He's an RNC National Committeeman. You know, I spoke to my good friend Lee Zeldin when he was. Uh, thinking about running for RNC chair, he ultimately decided against it, but I've also had Harmeed on this show as well. And they both say, look, you know, the the system is sort of, it's inherently political. And when you are an incumbent, like Rana has been in there for six years, and you have all of these resources at your disposal, you dole them out. This is how politics works. So you're doling out favors, you're doling out money, you're doling out support, and you're collecting chips over the course of a number of years. So when your time is coming up to be re-elected, all of these people owe you. Now, you yep. and I are not naive enough to, to think that this is not how it works, but I wonder if some of this goes beyond just your typical scratching to the point where you've got Not a corrupt system, but you got a system that is deeply entrenched and is not going to change. It's the power of incumbency, but it just it it doesn't change because everybody owes everybody else. And how do you force that change? I guess is the question.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of structural issues that are problematic within the RNC. To be honest with you, Um, you know, we could get into them. A lot of them are weedsy, and most people are going to be like. Fall asleep, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, this very simple premise here is is that we have what I call the Chamber of Consultants who try to operate and hijack the Republican Party, and then you have you know your grassroots apparatus, and anything that they can possibly do to prevent the grassroots voice from overtaking the the Chamber of Consultants meaning, you know, coddle them, you know, placate them, do whatever, right? And a lot of times, unfortunately, the grassroots falls for their tricks, because uh, they'll do kind of, you know, dog and pony type stuff for them, and we'll, we'll fall for it. And then they, you know, meanwhile, in the background, you kind of have the, the consultants kind of running things the way they want, and self-dealing and paying themselves and all of that. And I'll be honest with you, some of that happened, you know, during 2020 with the Trump stuff. And, it happens all the time, which I've seen it with, you know, good candidates I like, like Cruz, like that happened in 2016 with them. And, you know, it's, it's liable to happen, you know, moving forward. And my, my take is this, is that if we can try to eradicate that by exposing that transparently to the grassroots of like, here's the who's who, and here's how you know that this person's good, and here's the work that they're exactly doing, and here's the clear look at the finances and how they're being spent. Yeah, you know, the more that you do that, I think the more that the, the movement trusts you The more they're willing to dedicate. And that's our biggest problem that we have in the movement right now is that we're not transparently doing that well enough. And if we if we decide to should we decide to I think we're going to have more people sign on to the Republican Party if we don't, then we're going to have problems.
0: Yeah, no, 100% true. And we've got to hold whomever is RNC chair accountable for this. It's almost like we need a rules change like we got with the McCarthy negotiations, right? In order to force this kind of transparency and accountability. All right, we're going to be watching all of that really closely. Now, I want to switch gears with you, Tyler, because you are a seventh generation Arizonan. I am a native Arizonan. I was born in Arizona um, and absolutely love this state. And right now Arizona was and remains the center of the political universe after November's election. We all saw the momentum that Carrie Lake had in the governor's race. She was on this program. I think the world of her, but she was clearly leading. We all saw the polls and yet in the end, she didn't win. I mean, it's pure nonsense. Of course, she won. Tell us what happened in Maricopa County, if you could just briefly sum up what happened and why it really was a microcosm of what we saw nationally in 2020.
1: Well, I'll give you a little history, and I'm glad to be talking to another native Arizonan. That's that's always always a joy. Uh, We love Arizona so much, and I will tell you this: so most people don't know this. almost 10 years ago I was the county chairman for Maricopa County I was in my 20s youngest chair that we've ever had and and this is actually the place that we hosted Trump first so in kind of in the face of Jeff Flake and and John McCain um, I decided to host Donald Trump for what became the first Trump rally ever Um, and so uh, there's a a long history of drama here in the state Uh, we could we deserve our own news network I think and we would love for you to to cover it at all times being a native of Arizona here, but. Um, I would yeah, love it. it. It's like we, I, it's nonstop here. And so there's this like this actual really interesting story happening where you have this entire regime of really, again, chamber of consultant, you know, establishment goons who really feel no love at all for, you know, uh, like a, a vibrant Republican party. And that's what's happened over the course of the last eight years or so, is that the Republican Party has become super vibrant. It's become way more uh, aware of what it's doing. And, you know, we've been pushing not just for the last two years, last four years, but but changes, the last six years, changes to our election procedures and, and law and code. And, and, you know, they've been impediments along the way. So we've actually, the story that people don't know, is we've been actually eradicating you know, bad or fake Republicans out of the party system through primaries over the last six years. Um, in fact, the Speaker of the House here in Arizona who blocked election integrity bills got eliminated. He, he lost his primary because of, of, of just that. He was blocking election integrity from moving forward at the state legislature. Now, many of those bills, should they have gone passed, would have really helped us in 2022 to prevent you know, a lot of the shenanigans we know that happen, I call it manipulation uh, because Democrats use every possible tool at their, at their fingertips to lie, cheat, steal, and manipulate. And and that's what they've done. And so what happened here in Arizona is everybody's been paying attention and knows was they pulled every trick out of the book you know, because they didn't know how many votes were going to show up on election day. And so, of course, not knowing how many votes were going to show up on election day, all of a sudden, you know, half our machines go down. And yeah, certainly impacting tens of of thousands, really hundreds of thousands of voters on election day in Maricopa County. And so that's been a big, big deal moving forward. Kerry Lake's been fighting the fight. It's now making its way up to the Supreme Court here. Um, You know, again, I'm telling people, look, I know that a lot of people are holding out hope. That you know, there's going to be some some miraculous change here. We've seen this game and how it plays before in 2020. Uh, but one thing that Carrie Lake is doing that is 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 really a righteous cause here is fighting this fight because any changes that can happen that can be instituted from the from the courts for 2024 are really meaningful because her fight, her battle, could ultimately make the determination of whether or not some of these things get fixed at least for 2024. If not for 2022 as well. So, I mean, that's, that's the battle that we have to stay, remain focused on. And we have to give Carrie all the support that we possibly can because what she's doing and the fight that she's putting forward is not easy and it's not, and, and by the way, it's not easy to find lawyers for that as well, which is the reason why we need really competent lawyers that, that the RNC is training and providing.
0: Yes. And that was a really good summary of what's gone down. And um, Carrie Lake is a total heroine, because so many Republicans are faced with rigged elections, and they are forced, there's tremendous pressure on them, just to go gently into that good night and not contest anything and not say anything and then they're being smeared election deniers and all this other nonsense. Carrie Lake has pushed back. She's taken it to the courts. She's taken it to the people. The the fight goes on and she deserves all of our support because she has said no to the establishment and the propaganda press and said, no, I'm not going to just disappear into the woodwork because you're telling me so. This race was rigged. We know it. We can prove it. We've got evidence. We've gone to the courts and we're going to continue to press this. She's really fighting on behalf of all of us and all future Republican candidates. So I, I give her all the support in the world um, well, and everybody else should as as well. Where does it stand? Where does the, uh, the legal battle stand?
1: Well, there's three things to be really focused on. And a lot of people who like are just normal people, you know, and I I like to consider myself a normal person. Uh, When I, when I kind of check out, I'm at, you know, my kids, you know, lacrosse games and, you know, dance and stuff like that. Cause I, you talk to a lot of people and normal people are like, what the heck is going on? I can't, I can't understand this. And there's really two or three different things to focus on, but you know, the, the vast majority of things, obviously the most obvious for people to understand is that, you know, the, the poll the poll issues that happen on election day. So we won't get into that, but that's super obvious. Like, obviously, the, the election polling places shouldn't shut down at 40 or 50% rate. You know, the printers that they use are all brand new. I mean, this is crazy stuff. This is stuff instituted by people, you know, here in Arizona, establishment Republicans who hate conservatives, who hate Donald Trump, yeah, told everyone that these would be perfectly run elections and they weren't. I mean, they're they're an embarrassment and everyone got the feel for that. But the real two issues that people don't realize are happening on the manipulation front, the election manipulation front, and I'll really maybe get into three here. One is that there are there are individuals who, yeah, you know, ballot harvesting is illegal in Arizona now. It's illegal in many states. Many states it's very legal, but ballot ballot tracking and, and, and ballot chasing is legal. So if I can go to somebody's door and say, Hey, I know a ballot sitting on your counter and then badger you until I walk you to your mailbox to to send it off. You know, really there's just, it's just, you know, it's like ballot harvesting, but it's just more work and that's, what's happening. And, you know, the left has figured out, well, we can pay hundreds of people to do this and we can net an extra two or 300,000 votes of people who normally wouldn't vote. That's number one, and that's really important. Number two, uh, more on the cheating front, is uh, there's this this thing called the Okava votes, and you might be familiar with this, uh, but they're votes, military votes, that are abroad, that all of a sudden have spiked the last two election cycles in Arizona. So what we believe is, that needs to be researched and checked, is that these votes, that normally are people that are abroad on military service or civil service, um, or family members of those individuals. Yeah, you know, they they get a vote. You know, by ballot they can fax it in, they can email it in. There's it's like the loosest voting that you possibly could have. Well, in Arizona and in, in like 2018, we only had a couple thousand people. All of a sudden, in 2020 they had more than ten thousand people. It's estimated that there could be. Uh, upwards of 15, 20,000 people in each of these key target states. So we're talking massive amounts of votes. Well, those votes, are military votes, you would be like, oh, well, but those are probably Republican votes. Well, they were, yeah. Once upon a time, they were. Now, all of a sudden, in a very fishy way, just the last two election cycles, now they're like 90% Democrats. So there's some belief that's out there that the Democrats are actually switching registrations for people who are abroad and chasing those ballots because they can essentially just fill out a ballot and mail or fax it in or or email it in and get those people's votes counted very easily. It's like the easiest vote harvesting operation they possibly could do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I, as you probably know, my very first job was with President Nixon, former President Nixon, during the last years of his life, not when he was president, was not born then. Um, but we often talked about the 1960 election, which was Nixon versus JFK. And the Kennedy family and the Democrats orchestrated Uh, really targeted voter fraud in three states during that election to steal it from Richard Nixon and deliver it to JFK. We talked about it. And, you know, in retrospect, the Democrats have been perfecting voter fraud and election rigging for decades. Okay. Yep. So this is not something that just happened in 2020 or happened to Carrie Lake in 22. They have now taken it and brought it into the 21st century with all the technology and, and all of the shenanigans that they've been doing for a very long time. And we are so far behind the eight ball. This is why we need a change in leadership at the RNC and elsewhere to get on top of this stuff so we don't go through yet another le- election cycle where our candidates are getting screwed.
1: Yep yep that's exactly right that's exactly right and and that's and that the hardest part for us is that we just again you know this is part of the reason why i'm supporting harmeet so much is that they've got legions of lawyers that they've been building for decades of that are just focused on this stuff right that's their full-time job is to okay go figure out you know how to get more more individuals you know yokava voters registered in arizona and georgia okay that's what we're gonna do defend them you know, protect them make sure that they're good to go that we're not doing anything like that i mean that's sh- that strategic initiative that they're, they've taken we haven't done any of that and so and, we're, and we've still won a lot right and like so you know i know we have a lot of people that have been totally blackpilled and are super depressed about like the direction of things in certain states but the thing i've, I've been telling people is like guys we haven't even put in the work the the democrats have put it and the way i best explain it is this way monica is is like you remember when citizens united got passed right yep and the democrats came out and they said oh my gosh like we're never gonna win an election again the republicans you know push dark money dark money dark money and what did they do they came out of that and they finally they finally looked themselves in the mirror and they're like you know what we're just gonna have to do dark money better than they do and they went out and found George, you know, they got, got Soros and they got five other guys. And now they do dark money significantly better than any conservative group. They just do, like they've, they've completely trounced this. And what have they done with it? Instead of paying a bunch of consultants, they've paid to manipulate elections. That's what they've done with their dark money you know, scheme. So, you know, I, I, you know, we've got to get way better at this. You know, part of this is that the Republican Party has to get smarter, has to work harder. Um, you know, we, they, they are cheating and manipulating elections. Uh, we gotta hold these people to account. We gotta start actually, uh, you know, taking away funding and, and hold, holding people accountable and throwing them in jail for, for cheating and actually chasing these things down where we have good uh, attorneys general in, in certain states and, and county attorneys and district attorneys. But outside of that, we have to work, we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, all right, what are the three or four things that we can be doing better They're gonna win these places back because if we lose Arizona, if we lose Georgia, if we lose Wisconsin for good, you know, it's gonna be the map becomes very, very difficult to win the presidency. Yep.
0: Yep. And that's the whole point. That that's the whole point is that's what they want. Yeah. They're trying to establish a permanent Democrat voting majority. That's what the wide open border is all about. It's about flooding the zone with new potential voters so that you never again get a Republican president. You never again get Republican governors in a lot of these places. You never again get a Republican House and or Senate. That is their objective. They are waging war with raw power and our side is still running around really worried about being called an election denier in the New York Times. I mean, come on. We need people, like I said at the beginning of our chat, Tyler, we need people who understand what time it is in America, the nature of the war that we are fighting from the enemy both within and without The the transnational organizations and everything else, we need leaders who get it, who are not in on it, who are not compromised, and have the fortitude, the guts, and the stones to wage these fights. And and otherwise, we're just gonna be relegated to, you know, minority status forever. We're gonna lose our country forever.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's the scary part of this, right? Is that, you know, if I told you 15 years ago that they were going to be pushing a complete upheaval, or 20 years ago, a complete upheaval on redistricting in all these states. If I told you that they were gonna to try to pack the Supreme Court, they were gonna to try to pass jungle primaries or ranked choice voting to manipulate elections. If I told you that they were going to try to eliminate the electoral college or pass national popular vote, I mean, you'd look at me and be like, there's no way they're gonna to try to do all, this. they don't have the capacity to do all those things simultaneously guess what? That's what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. These things never occurred before. We didn't have these fights like even 10 years ago. Now, this is an all-out attack on our republic, all-out attack on the constitution. They want to change how this entire country has operated for the last 200 years. And, and the reality is this, is that if that if they're successful, we are never going to be able to win some of these states back that's just i mean it's just the fact i know that we, a lot of people say that and they're like oh okay okay yeah people say that all the time no i mean look at california has that ship turned around is that the swing state you know the back and forth that we saw all throughout the 20th century no you know we this is that that state's gone hawaii's gone you know these places that you know ever since you brought up the 1960 election these things these things have not gone in a direction that is formidable for Republicans to win again, and it's because of how they've dominated those states. So, I mean, if we give up, I mean, if we look at 2024, the reality is this, is those there's win or lose Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania is becoming a scary place because of how they manipulated things there in Philadelphia. We have four states that matter, Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Michigan. If you lose Pennsylvania, you have to win three of those four states. If you win Pennsylvania, you only have to win two, but even two is looking like a very tough hill to climb for us, Mm -hmm. you know, in any given election now with everything that all these battles that we're fighting.
0: Well, yeah, and, and so many of these states have big urban centers so when you talk about Pennsylvania you're talking about Philadelphia. And we know how corrupt it is. So, or Georgia with Atlanta and the suburbs around Atlanta. So it's a very difficult thing. And they've had this corruption entrenched now for a very long time. So this is going to be a heavy lift. And this is what I mean about having Republican, conservative, America first leaders who understand what's going on here and are not treating the party and the country like it's 1987, or 2007 or something else. We are in a completely different moment in the country and we need real warriors here who get it. So you were definitely one of them, Tyler. And I, I got to tell you, I so appreciate you being with us today. And I also want to thank you on behalf of everybody for your leadership, because we definitely need more people with the guts to do the right thing. And you were definitely one of them.
1: Well, thank you. And, and it's, yeah, you know, if I can just make a plug we I mean we need more people to get involved and so people ask me all the time well how do I get involved what do I do how do we save the country and I'll be I'll be straight up with you the first thing I tell people is it's going to be a long battle right so like a lot of people are like I got it in me to," you know and a lot of people like my parents were you know really pedestrian talk radio you know listeners for most of their lifetime and that was good enough they could send a couple letters they could you know, do a couple of things, you know, write a few people and, and that, that would do it. You know, today we're in the battle where we need you. We need everybody to sign up, become a precinct committeeman or a precinct chair in your state. Um, at Turning Point Action, we actually help with this. Uh, unfortunately, we're just one organization, so I wish we could help absolutely everybody. But we're in the 10 key target states that, that are imperative for us to win in 2024. But we're happy to help as much as we can. We need you to show up, we got to have people show up, get involved, uh, mentor one person, you know, if there's one if there's one thing you can do just take it one step at a time and mentor a person into the movement, because if you do that you have something to leave behind and, and, and and we know that the we're going to need that army moving forward.
0: 100 percent. The left has had a standing army now for many decades, and only now are we kind of getting hip to that on our side. But a critical element of building that army is turning point. Turning Point USA, Turning Point Action, of which you are the chief operating officer. We are building those armies and you're such a central part of that. So we appreciate you very much, Tyler. We've been talking to the great Tyler Bauer. He again, COO of Turning Point Action. Please check out Turning Point Action, Turning Point USA. They do really great and very important work for the future. He's also an RNC national committee man from the state of Arizona and he will be casting his vote Uh, on January 27th for Harmeet Dillon for RNC Chair. And we thank him for that as well. Tyler, thank you. You're the best.
1: Thanks so much, Monica. We'll talk to you soon.
0: My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, guys, that is going to do it for us. What a huge show today on this Friday to send you into the weekend. Hope you have a great time off with the ones you love, and I will see you right back here on Monday. We've got a huge wall-to-wall blockbuster shows next week, so please tune in and tell everybody you know about the Monica Crowley podcast. We appreciate you. We appreciate you checking out all of our sponsors, and we will see you right back here on Monday.